When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello kids, it's your Auntie Kath. Now, as you probably know by now, you might hear words like f***, and in this podcast. Oh, and c***, that's one of my favourites. So, if you've got little ears around, you might want to listen another time. Or if you like, keep playing. They might just learn something, the little p***. Esteemed Deaf Pals. Now, it turns out some of you have been complaining that these episodes aren't long enough. <laughs> well then, you'll be dying to know that this isn't all of it, you wonderful twits. After you've finished hearing how your favourite guests are going to peg it, they join me over at Six Feet Under to read through your real-life deaf-related anecdotes. Thankfully, I can still remember Mum how she really looked and not like a 78-year-old pole dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fabulous. For just $3.99 a month, you get all that and every episode completely ad-free. So, as the Grim Reaper says, get on with it and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or head to wherethersawillthersawake.com for details. Right, let's get cracking. Hello, I'm Cathy Burke and welcome to this underbaked corner of the podcast sphere where your buns won't rise... (laughs) Your tarts are a disgrace, and every bake ends with a soggy bottom. And we're not talking about the cake. Mm. Less show stopper, more shit stopper. Anyway, welcome to. Whilst we gallop into the arms of the Grim Reaper, it's time to welcome this week's guest to our haunting hovel. Now, on some podcasts, two like-minded friends get together to talk about love and life. But on this podcast, we get together to talk about death and death. It's our thing, baby. And joining us today is sophistication personified. It's... Tom, 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 Oh, I like that. That was a great jingle. A very um, sort of Manhattan transfer. It was a bit, yes. Or also Radio 2's Sing Something Simple. Did you ever listen to that? Not really, Tom. I was a bit more into punk. Oh, yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) As a teenager, I always loved a bit of Radio 2 on a... Sunday afternoon, and that was one of the, the shows on there. Well, of course. Well, I'm wondering, um, because our lovely Rathbones, Goddess Charlie, what, what singing troupe were they part of again? The Swingle Singers. Oh. I'm sure you would have heard them on radio. Oh, I bet they would have been on Desmond point. Carrington. Yeah, yeah. Or the David Jacobs Collection. Oh, I'm sure. All dead now, of course. But could we hear Tom's jingle again? Because I really liked it. Tom, 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 Tom. Very, very nice. It sounds also a bit like someone begging me for something. Do you know, like, Tom, 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 can I just ask? Could you stop talking, Tom? Something like that. Well, listen, thank you very much for joining us today. You're incredibly busy. Oh. Because at the moment, you're doing the wonderful uh, Extra Slice 
Oh, yes. With her family favourite, Joe Brand. Exactly, yeah. And uh, are you enjoying it? You fed up with it yet? No, it li- I like it. Yeah, yeah, still like it. Still like it. And Joe and I have a nice time. So that makes it uh, always lovely. Yeah. Um, and then people come in with their little cakes, which I like to um, take the piss out of. That's it. It's people very, call Trish. Very, very good at abusing the audience. Members of the public. Yes, that's right. Yeah. When I first did it, when it first went to Channel 4, and they brought me in because they wanted to basically pad the show out to an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think people were actually quite horrified that this <laughs> camp man that they'd never seen before was just shouting at them about their Victoria sponge. I like to think it represents the kind of anti... You know, it's a very sweet show, isn't yes. it? The Bake Off, whole, that whole world, Gingham Tablecloth. Yeah. So I sort of like... I embrace kind of doing the, the opposite of that and yes. being quite mean. Uh-huh. And I think... I like to think... By bringing out the meanness into the open and making fun of the idea of being mean, that meanness loses its power in the world. Yeah. You know, that's what I... It's a bit profound. I don't know if I do do that. No, thing. no. I think you do. I think you do. I think it's great, whatever you do. I think it's great. I'm a big fan, Well, Tom. I'm very, very flattered. Very so, flattered talking too. about uh, cakes and baking yes. and food... Yes. I think we're going to kick off with... The You're loving these jingles. I do like, I love music, you see. Yeah. I do love a bit, and I love a bit of choral harmony. Of course. But then my piano teacher always told me I couldn't sing, so yes. I was always, always staring through the window. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Anyway, what would your last supper be before your untimely death? Um, uh, as, uh, I don't want to be rude, but I was going to say a spit roast. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Um, I, that's... One of my favourite things. Of course. Uh, and I love, I love a rotisserie chicken. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. So you just like meat spinning. I, I, love, I love the combination <laughs> of, a, of a meat and a tumble dryer. <laughs> and, um, I once, and my first spit roast was in Spain. Okay. And there's something about the way they do it in the window. Oh. When you're walking past. Yeah. It's quite alluring. Okay. And um, and then they pop it they pop it in a bag. Yeah. And then you take it home and you can have it on your balcony. Oh, gee yeah. whiz. Yeah. Pretty glamorous, <laughs> eh? Pretty glamorous. And do you have the whole chicken then? No, I imagine I'd be sharing it with somebody at that point. Um, oh, right. Possibly... I think, I mean, in my mind, it would be nice to be somewhere warm and sunny on a balcony, uh-huh. maybe with a view of the sea, but I know you can't have everything in this oh, life. Oh, no, you can here, though. This Do you is, think, this even is before all, I've died? Oh, this is all part of the fantasy, babe. Okay, okay can, the fantasy It extends, could be wherever you want. Okay, pre-death. Yeah, so that's, yeah. oh, fine. So I'd probably be on a, on a balcony mm. overlooking the sea nice. in somewhere like Spain. Yes. You know, in not a, not a fancy place, maybe a little gin and tonic, yin y tonica, uh-huh. as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, a bit of salad, a bit of bread, a bit of cheese. Nice. Very simple. Very. I'm a very humble man. I mean, which is surprising. Well, you haven't, well, you haven't seen the funeral <laughs> yet. <laughs> but I, yeah, no, I like sort of simple pleasures like that. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, I'd be quite specific about it. So if I didn't like the bread, yeah. I'd be disappointed and the whole thing would be ruined. Oh, right. So mm. what sort of bread are we looking at? A sort of baguette? Oh, yeah, French stick. Mm, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I like how already we've dissolved into all these euphemisms. I mean, and I like anything can be a euphemism as well. That's what I quite enjoy. That's it. Yeah. Have you seen my new candelabra? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> Because uh, you're very fond of um, a dinner party. I remember your your first 
wonderful memoir, uh, No Shame. Oh, Cathy, thank you for saying that. And I was howling at the thought of you as a 13-year-old boy deciding to hold a luncheon. Yes, of course. Which you invited a couple of friends, a boy that you fancied, and a teacher. Yes, of course. (laughs) Mainly to impress this this guy I fancied in my year. Who, every time you rang his house, his mum would laugh. Yes. And say, he's with his cousin. He was always with his... You know those people always like, oh, I'm with my cousins. Yeah, my yeah. cousins. I love my cousins. Oh, yeah. So why don't just marry a cousin then? Like, just never, like, never sort of um, needed anybody else except their cousins. Yeah. So I'd phone up and I'd usually end up having quite a long chat with the mum. Who loved you. Of course, all mums do. <laughs> of course. Um, you know, a sort of character. And um, and then they put me on to... She put me on to this sort of slightly abrupt son who of course I had a crush on mm. who was slightly abrupt to me and then I'd be wounded yeah. but I managed to persuade him to come around for a luncheon <laughs> and um, I think once I'd confirmed it on the phone I sent him a written invitation as well <laughs> because that is the <laughs> oh, Jesus you <laughs> I, poor boy yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that I thought that was like that will be enough or that will be fine. Yeah. It's a sort of ta- it's testament to how confused I think I was as a teenager. But you know, some people get confused about their sexuality or whatever. I was just confused by just the plethora of etiquette manuals, really, <laughs> yes. and what the right thing was to do in the circumstances. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I was a real mess. You but were... I wasn't using drugs or anything. No, no. I was using Emily Post. <laughs> and also spending money on bowler hats. Obsessed with bowler hats. <laughs> <laughs> Starched collars. I was learning how to starch collars. Wow. And my mum would be, oh, don't get all the starch out. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not from a posh back. I've got this. I'm cursed with this I posh know. voice. And then you say, your aunt would be like, why is he talking like that? Yeah. But what I love as well, because I, I, I would recommend, listener, that you listen to Tom's books on the audio because it is, it's wonderful listening to you actually reading oh. uh, your memoir out. But... What struck me as well, Tom, as a, as a Londoner, mm. is that even your Cockney accent is fr- it's like a posh person from the 1950s doing a Cockney <laughs> like accent. Like C- Celia Johnson <laughs> yeah, in uh, I mean, This really Happy is. Breed. Yeah. Have you ever seen that film? Of course. I lo- a lot of no, people haven't seen it. I love it. Yeah, David yeah. Lee. And they all talk a bit like that. Don't be saucy, Queenie. Yeah. Now, oh, I don't know where he's going. <laughs> I'm very, very sorry. I'm sure. <laughs> this kind of like weirdly rounded vowel sounds, which I yes. think they thought was how. And I was obsessed with Noel Coward at this point. And when I was a teenager, I just wanted to sort of just wanted to be in another era. I wanted to be away from where I was, which is very unfair to my family. It's all fake. Yeah. And they were like, well, I don't know. Well, why do we have to have. Serviettes are like they're napkins. They're not called serviettes. And why do they have to be paper ones? Why can't we have cloth ones like they do in, in the films? Yeah, you know. But I just sort of I always want to be something else and somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure that you get your lovely rotisserie chicken. Oh, I'd love that. Your nice you. stiff French stick. Thank you. So now we move on to the death. Okay, lovely Tom Allen. The final day is here. How are you popping your clogs, babe? Well, because my Mother always worked in, a sh- didn't always work in a shop, but worked in a shop. Yes. In the Army and Navy in Bromley. Uh-huh. Um, nothing to do with the military. Um, uh, it's a, a part of the house of Fraser. And the, um, she worked there and I would often go in and talk to her and her workmates. Oh, yeah. During the summer holidays when I didn't know what else to do and I'd sort of exhausted all the etiquette books at Bromley Central Library. And so I'd go and talk to her in there and I think I've I've kept that into adult life I always try and have a chat with people in shops oh do you and yeah. I don't know if they always welcome it actually okay I think a lot of the time I'm like oh god <laughs> so 
what I imagine might happen is I'll be in a shop like one of those, a bit like Oliver Boner's. Oh, you know yes, that one? Yes. I imagine I'll probably get my head stoved in with a scented candle there <laughs> because I've kept someone talking for too long. Ah, oh, so you'll be murdered. It's something dramatic, I think. Yeah. That's what I quite fancy. And a look of <gasps> on my face as it happens. Uh-huh. I never saw it coming. Yeah. You know, something like that would be good. Other, because I, I like the idea of a dramatic death. Right. Um, and obviously some sort of white sheet being placed over my face. Oh. That's important. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want... Um, Just to be zipped up in the bag. Oh, no. No. Yes, I don't think I'd like to be zipped anywhere. Yeah, well, I think they have to zip you up, you see, when um, you're, once you're discovered. Mm. They then have to put you in those big, big sort of... They're like a bin bag with that's, a zip now, aren't that's they? That's bureaucracy for you, though, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I thought that's why we left Europe. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have to be zipped up in a bag. I thought I, thought I could be paraded around. Yeah, with a white sheet over me. Well, do you know what, though? But we can do that. We'll make sure... Um, uh, a shroud, like a shroud. Yes, yes, like a white sheet. So you want that dramatic thing. So you're lying in the shop. You've had your head stoved in by yes. a Joe Malone candle. Yes, yeah, something like that. Something nice, scented. Yes. Frankincense, maybe. Um, but yes, yeah, anything too sweet I wouldn't like. So, no. Well, maybe, maybe I'd be glad to be dead if that was the case. Well, nice lavender. Oh, I do like lavender, actually. Yeah. Lavender for your drawers, madam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little yeah. sprig for your nicks. <laughs> I saw that recently. They're coming back, those drawer liners. Oh, are they? Yeah, and I uh, fancy them. I see, it's all coming back, fucking Brexit. Everything's, Everything's coming back. Everything's coming back. Yeah. Lavender drawer liners. Yeah. And Celia Johnson, they're bringing her back. Everyone's going to start talking in a clipped voice as well. <laughs> Well, we'll make sure that um, you are covered in a lovely um, white Egyptian cotton. And I'd also like people, I imagine there's a, it's probably in the station as well, um, and I imagine people in the station hearing of the news ah. and then drawing a handkerchief to their, like covering their mouths in shock. And people, people sort of fold, doubled over, folded, their arms folded. Oh, what a wonderful image. Yes, I've seen it all, you see. Oh, Waterloo Station, under the clock. Under the clock, the, hey, perfect. How about this, what if the clock stops? Oh, that I'd like. <laughs> that I'd like, yeah. I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the moment of my passing, uh-huh. yeah. And people just wailing over the banisters and on the escalators as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, people stopped, yeah. That's that's what I'd like. Nice. Yeah, people stop. You know, the guards would stop blowing their whistles. Uh huh. Just trying to think where the flowers would be laid. Um, well, I suppose outside all of the Oliver, because it's a chain, isn't it? Yeah. Oliver, what's it called? Again? Oliver Boners. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, they probably lay flowers outside all the all of the Oliver Boners up and down the country. Oliver Boners. It's not called Bo- Boners. B O N A S. Boners. Boner. <laughs> I'm going to call it Oliver Boner from That's now nice. on. Yeah, Boner. Yeah. Bon- <laughs> you can't <laughs> have Oliver Boner. <laughs> Reminds me of Round the Horn as well, that sort of Boner law. Oh, boner. I loved Round the Horn. <laughs> it's so funny. It's fucking brilliant. Because <laughs> you do remind me of those old school comics, you know, like like the Kenneth Williams and like the... Oh, I just you know. loved them all. And I loved Kenneth Williams. I loved that sort of... Meanness again. He had that arch meanness. Yeah. Um, but was sort of playful. And you could tell he was sort of, it was kind of a cry for help. All uh-huh. the time. Yes. I kind of like that, that, that dynamic messaging. 
Well, we used to see Kenneth Williams quite a lot when we Did were you? kids because oh. I grew up in Islington yeah. and my school was right around the corner from Noel Road where Joe Orton. Oh, yes. Um, but I think Joe Orton, I think he died in 69 or something like that. Appropriately. But anyway, I think old Kenneth used to, because he used to do a lot of walking, Kenneth Williams. So, and sometimes he'd walk past our school. Really? Fence, you know. Really? Yeah. And of course, I was one of the horrible kids that had run Oh. oh, stop messing about. I've been shouting. Oh. And he'd literally just go, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you can't tell children to fuck off, can you? Oh, I do. Do you? No. Oh. But I, it's probably the world would be a bit better if we were able to do that sometimes. I know, yeah. Especially if you're like on a train and they're making a lot of noise. That's it. And, you know, the parents are all being like, well, they've got to express themselves. Yeah. I do want to go, can you tell your children to shut the fuck up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, I think, I don't know. I think the world would be better if we're more honest communicators. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Kids like it anyway. They like, you know, honesty. They do like a bit of honesty. Mm, mm. You're right. Anyway, what about your colleagues' response to your death? Oh. And, uh, if you're in the middle of shooting something, who's going to replace you, Tom? Oh, doesn't bear thinking about, Kathy. It yeah. doesn't bear thinking about. I would like to think irreplaceable, uh -huh. but then probably someone like. Patricia Routledge. Oh. <laughs> Someone like that. Of course. Would be the natural person they'd get in. Because you were a big hyacinth bouquet fan. Of course, as every gay nine-year-old <laughs> must be. <laughs> so, Tom Allen, what publication would you like your obituary to be in? Well, because I've never been posh, but I've always aspired to be posh. Yeah. I'd quite like it in The Times, I think. Mm. Or maybe even The, the Telegraph. Oh, yeah. Um, just because it's posh. I don't buy, I don't take the Telegraph, mm. but it is, if ever you do pick up a copy, you know, a, a, a hotel or a train station or something, it's always quite a rarefied world of kind of announcements and kind of debutantes and mm. and kind of posh people in the countryside. Uh -huh. and so I, and it has like the court and circular, so you can find out what Princess Michael of Kent is up to today. So I'd quite like to be, you know, finally right. find a place amongst those sorts. Are but you if, a royalist? Well, you know, I do like the pomp and ceremony, Cathy. I can't yeah. deny it. But I don't, I don't, I mean, people might find that unfashionable. But I like the, I do like a bit of ceremony. Uh-huh. Um, and I like old traditions. Yeah. Have you ever been to the palace? Have you ever no, been No, they don't want people who want to be, they don't want desperados like me Listen, hanging that, around. I, I was invited quite a lot. Did you get? Yeah, yeah, mm. I was invited quite a lot. What, was, what happened? Well, well totally Turn it down to fuck off. <laughs> but apparently um, the Queen Camilla uh, loves a cigarette and loves a gin and tonic. Yeah, well. So you'd be able to have a chat with her. not my queen. Not my king. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think you'd fit in there quite nicely, though, actually, Tom. Do you think? Oh, yeah. They'd love you. Something like, what about something like The Lady? You know that place that used to have the building in Covent Garden? Oh, the Lady Magazine. The Lady Magazine. Mean? Yeah. Something posh like that. That's what I'd like to finally be listed in. Oh, Something. Right. I think I've always sort of seen myself as a kind of 70-year-old... Lady. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Basically sort of Miss Marple, I think, is who I've always seen myself as. Yes. Jo Joan Hickson, obviously. Joan Hickson, yes. Has to be Joan Hickson. Was one of the best, actually. She was my favourite. That's it. And just sort of, sort of had the sort of... Sort of everything was sort of on the breathing out, sort of everything at the end of the breath. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, we'll be back after this short break. This is an advertisement for BetterHelp Therapy Online. 
Goddess Charlie, you all right? You look a bit tense. What makes you say that? Well, <laughs> you're biting your nails and your leg is shaking like a horny chihuahua. Oh, yeah. Now you mention it, I do feel a bit stressed. Come on then, spill the beans to Auntie Kath. What's on your mind? That's the weird thing. I don't actually know. It could be the endless sleepless nights I spend strategising on how I'm going to get a ticket to Glastonbury this year. Or it could be the triple espresso I neck to make sure I didn't fall asleep on the way to work. Blimey, goddess. Whatever it is, you should invest some time in getting to the bottom of it. You're right. It's no good letting things fester and get out of control. Especially when it's so convenient to talk to therapists now. Ah, you mean our friends at BetterHelp? Precisely. It's entirely online and suited to your schedule. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash wake. That's betterhelp.com slash wake. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Tom Allen, do you have any regrets? Of course, um, worrying. Oh, yeah. Uh, But of course, actually what I'm realising, I know I'll regret and I regret it already and I regret it every day, is how much time I spend on my effing phone. Oh, right, yeah. Why am I addicted to this stupid piece of glass and metal that actually doesn't really bring that much pleasure, does it? You know, all the angst you get from... You know, looking on social media and going, oh, I should be like them, and oh, they're better, and they're doing it right, and I'm getting it wrong. All this insecurity, I'm sure, is generated by looking at the phone too much and staring at social media. I can't bear it. Right. That's what I think. Yeah, just try not to look at it or develop a thicker skin. I had lovely Catherine Ryan on. The two of us were saying, we don't give a shit what people say about us. I want to be like that. How can I get to that stage? Because I'm the opposite. Yeah, you care too much. I care too much. Yeah, yeah. Very egotistical, really. Well, I don't know. I, I think it's sort of just a sort of natural thing of, a human thing of we all want to be liked. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's just that. Also, even though you're, you know, you're very uh, acerbic, is that the word? And well, I find it a little bit. homophobic of you to say but fine um, (laughs) (laughs) but you strike me as someone that wouldn't would hate to really offend anybody yes I would hate to offend anybody yeah yeah you wouldn't worry then if people were like shame on you shame on you I know I've had that I get that anyway yeah yeah I do yeah Mm. every now and again if I say something controversial (laughs) then uh, I get little pylons and stuff because you like it on Twitter don't you I do yeah you see I don't like Twitter for Uh that reason right that I always think it's all about tricking people or saying the wrong thing or things being taken out of context I always have this thing that I I say that people a lot of the time who, who comment on social media are often the people who in the old days would have turned up at a public hanging Yes. And I think that's that's kind of our modern kind of execution a lot. Oh, of the time. yeah. I definitely would have been there with me knitting. Would you? Oh, yeah. Hang him. Break his fucking yeah. neck. Yes. <laughs> I bet you would have loved that. Throwing a cabbage at them in the yeah. last boat. People like Nigel Farage, you know. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 you would have liked that, wouldn't you? What would you have thrown, though? What would you throw? Because tomatoes and things like that. They would well, I, I sort of feel there was a lot of food wastage. Actually, no one thinks about that. Yeah. Maybe so, I'm sure someone went around afterwards and made a salad. 
Yeah, yes. <laughs> nice Caesar salad. Nice Caesar salad. Little tuna this one. Oh, yes, that would be lovely. If, so, if you've been fortunate enough to toss a tuna at the, uh, at the uh, convict. There's yeah. a euphemism. Yeah, there's a euphemism. Just tossing me tuna. Just tossing. <laughs> anyway. And your Caesar anyway. And your croutons. Oh, so now you're dead. It's now you tired. see, everything's a euphemism, isn't That's it? Every right. salad ingredient, can you can, when you have croutons, sound rude in the wrong context, don't they? they do. They do. Anchovies. Anchovies. Sounds disgusting, doesn't it? It does. Green bean. Please, Cathy. <laughs> it's a family podcast. <laughs> right. So now we move on to... <laughs> the Funeral. So, folks, before we get into hearing all about Tom's funeral, let me tell you there's more to this podcast, so much more. Hit subscribe for access to our bonus content over on Six Feet Under, where we keep our guests with us a little bit longer and have a right laugh at all your brilliant funeral tales. Boof, yeah, that hair. sort of boofy hair that aristocratic women seem to have. No, nice. not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> That's how people talk, isn't it? Plus, you get every episode completely ad-free, including these main ones. Hurrah! So, to find out how to subscribe, just go to where there's a will, there's a wake.com. Okay, back to the fantasy world. So, Tom, you're dead, and now it's time for the funeral, mate. So, oh, God. where are we having it? What's going on? Big church, very Victorian, because I've always seen myself as higher status than I actually am and probably Victorian. I like all the ceremony. I like ceremonials. I like rules. I like, you know, the Victorians had their whole kind of process of mourning. Yes. Wreaths on the door. Uh, it's it's in a church. The under Everybody's wearing top hats. No, none of that like, oh, I want it to be a celebration so everyone wear bright colours. Oh, yeah. Turning up dressed as a pina colada. <laughs> none of that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. Morning coats, lit- morning in both senses. Yes. Um, and um, lots of veils. Oh, you want it proper. Yes. You want it, yeah. Well, I'm, and I'd like to, I mean, when it was my dad's funeral, we had a wonder, wonderful undertaker, Uden's shout out. Do you do a shout out to undertakers of on course. this? Of course. Matthew Uden, shout out. Well done, Matthew. Love, lovely fam- family undertakers yeah. in the, in South East London. Uh-huh. And um, there was lots of bowing, uh, lots of... And I didn't know when the bowing was supposed to be. I do like a bit of a courtly bow. Because your dad didn't actually plan his funeral, did he? No. He didn't. So you had to... Did you and your mum... Dad would say, oh, well, if I die, just throw me in the sea. Yeah. Put me in a box, <laughs> I don't care. But you can't say that to a, an undertaker. No. They can't really execute that. And um, and so, but we had to kind of find a way to work out what Dad would have liked. Well, he always quite liked Dionne Warwick. Oh, like, Mum and Dad went to see her once at the Fairfield Hall. Oh, amazing! She came out wearing a tracksuit because she'd injured her ankle. A pleasure. But then she got changed in the second half, so I don't quite know what. Happened. But anyway, <laughs> um, they played. We played. That's what friends are for. As the as we walked in. Oh, how divine! Yes, I mean, I was a bit worried about her harmonica playing. Um, uh, at the beginning, but it it worked. Yeah. Actually. So anyway, getting back to your own. So you want this, yeah, proper like old school horse and carriage. And I yeah, I don't. Somebody I don't, top I mean, in a top hat. Walking. Lots of top hats. Yeah. Walking. Well, I've noticed as well. Um, undertakers, they like the theatricality of it. They do. There is a bit of a theatre to it, which I think would make me a good undertaker actually. But the trouble is, I think I would enjoy it too much, and people would be like, "Why is he smiling?" Right. <laughs> yeah. And when you've got a cane in your hand. And a top hat, 
you know, it can cross over into Willy Wonka. Yes. <laughs> throwing, especially if I start throwing the cane in the air like a baton, <laughs> like I'm conducting the bat. Um, and um, maybe, maybe some military personnel. I'd quite like to be pulled off by a sailor. <laughs> They <laughs> fucking hell. It's just so obvious. I know, but I know. <laughs> but, but it's know. just ridiculous. Mm, what? I yeah, I'm so easy to please. I know, because it's those old, that old style humour, Kathy. Yeah, never, yeah. You know, it's stuck around for a reason. Oh. But what I, I don't like is have you ever been to a funeral where the undertaker walks in front of the, the hearse? Yes, I thought you'd like that. I would like that. What I don't like is when they walk stately round you know down the road and they get round the corner yeah. and they go oh, enough of this we're not going to walk the whole way there and then they get in the front of the of the hearse oh. and then the bloke puts his he stop going at the stately pace and suddenly you're blasted <laughs> against the chair in the car <laughs> as they speed off to the crematorium uh-huh. the crematorium or the church yeah and then they get out round the corner and they do the stately walking and I go well you haven't done that the whole way here mm. And just because we were on the South Circular briefly, I don't see that that's an excuse. <laughs> but there's always a queue now for funerals. You know, there's oh. always, you know, we've got to get, the, there's a time limit. Oh, if you go to the crematorium you ones. Know. Yeah, they're an absolute, they're an absolute conveyor. But they're like a ghost train, actually. Yes, yeah. You know? um, but they, uh, I, you know, I say, we went to a funeral not long after Dad's in a crematorium and I saw a sign on the wall that said, what to do in the event of a fire? Oh. <laughs> I thought, well, isn't that why we're all here? <laughs> <laughs> but they're funny. I don't really like some crematoriums. They do look like a sort of out of town conference centre. Yes, and I don't like that really because they're very modern. Yes, I don't care for it. Uh huh. I don't want that sort of municipal feel about something. I right. like things quite. I think that's why the Victorians like that Gothic style because yeah. I think it gave them a sense of time and a sense of grandeur and a sense of like it's been here for a long time. This building, yes, even if it hadn't, it sort of gave it a sense of. Um, you know, stability, uh-huh. which I think you cling to in those moments. That's uh-huh. why I quite like the formality around grief. It's something to cling to. Right. Uh, at the time. Yes. So you can, I don't know, I like I like that sort of sense of wearing a black armband. People don't do that really unless they're footballers. Right. And I kind of wish I'd done that actually when my dad had died. Uh-huh. Just to go, well, I am, because it's a sort of expectation like, well, don't make a big deal about it. Yes. No, you're right. It's a good, it's a good little sign to let people know you're grieving. So that people understand. And I think you, know. you want to make an outward expression of it. Yeah. Like, actually, I could have worn a black tie yeah. for the time. And it would have sort of felt like it was a, an expression of how I was feeling. Uh-huh. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's why I quite like the, the sort of people wearing dark colours at a funeral. Because I go, you're sort of expressing how you feel. Yes. Sometimes it's a bit difficult. Like, ah, well, we're going to... She loved Calypso, so yes, we're going to yeah. play Oops Upside Your Head. It's <laughs> um, very true, and though, it's sort of like, Oh, I just want to be sad. Can't I just be sad? Yeah, no, I hadn't thought of that before, actually, because I do like everybody sort of saying, you know, when we've had guests on, they say, oh, people can wear that on and bright colours. Oh. And, but then when you get in the bus home, everyone thinks you've just been at a party. But if you're dressed mm. all in black... Yeah. With a black veil. Yes. And people will know, oh my God, that poor woman's just come back from a funeral. She must have come back from a funeral. Look at that wide-brimmed hat. She looks yeah. like a beekeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underneath all that netting. And what about your actual coffin? How do well, you want that to be? I think a, a toe pincher. I don't like those. You know, like there's that sort of American style where they look a bit like a sideboard. Oh, yes. The very big square ones with the lid that you kind of... Oh, Open yeah. casket, they call it, don't they, as well? Yeah. Um, I don't want any of that. Nothing American, thank you. Okay, yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. Um, <laughs> a, a simple, I think they're called a toe pincher in oh, the business. Right. Yeah. Um, 
standard old-fashioned coffin, simple, made of gold. <laughs> okay, that, that shall... cremation is going to have to be very warm. <laughs> and what about music? Have we touched on this? What sort of music do you want? Because your dad, you said you had a lovely day on Warwick for for your lovely dad. But yes. What What would you want? Well, I want a rehearsal beforehand because what I cannot bear is a mealy mouthed hymn. Okay. Or her. <laughs> I don't, this is a classic joke. It's just a silly joke, isn't it? It's just lovely. It's just nice. It's so nice um, to be laughing like this in the morning. Oh, <sighs> I like. I don't want people to be mumbling through a hymn. Right, I want them yes. to go. Doesn't matter if you can't sing. Mm. I'm not a singer, but I want them to belt it out. Um, I would like um, Pai Jizu from not the Charlotte Church one. Oh, uh, the uh, Four Is Requiem one. If you oh. know, you know, is that the one that goes? That's the one I don't want. <laughs> well, I'll make sure. But you just said it doesn't matter if you can't sing. No, that's you not that people. I didn't like. No, no, you were singing the tune of the Charlotte Church one. I don't want that one. Oh, so what's the one? How's the other one go? Well, I'm not a singer, am I? But um, Well, give uh, us a little bit of an indication. You asked me to sing it, and now I feel very self-caught, and I hate listening back to that. Yeah, yeah, you've got a bit red. You've blushed yes, a little I'm bit. Not, you know, some people don't like sing. You know, they yeah. say they don't like singing, but actually they are really good singers. <laughs> it's very vulnerable to sing. I'm not a very vulnerable person. Yeah. Well, no, we want to make sure. And who, who will be singing it, though? You want the whole mm. congregation. It's quite a difficult Well, no, I song. think Sarah Brightman will probably do that one. Oh, right, Or nice. Elaine Page, maybe? Oh, yeah. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Get Elaine. What does that mean? That's her laughter, I was thinking. Oh, is it? That was me in Cats. Oh, I've made myself again. Yes, because apparently on her her radio show, she does like to play herself a lot. She likes to play... There you go. That sounds like an old-fashioned euphemism. But she does like to play herself on a Sunday afternoon. When everybody's getting ready for lunch. Yes. I need to blow my nose. Leave that in. That's nice. I'd like you to do that actually at my funeral, but in tune to Four Race Requiem. Now listen, we've got a eulogy, haven't we? Oh, good. Who's done the eulogy for you, Tom? Um, well, I, I I assumed it would be someone who knows me. Yeah. Uh, and I I did ask my friend Susie yeah. to send one in, but it was very last minute. Okay. So hopefully it's Susie Ruffle. The We're gathered here today to remember the remarkable Tom Allen. Stand-up comedian, broadcaster, occasional bitch and full-time drunk. He died as he lived, dramatically. And I assume shortly after saying, fuck it, I'll have one more vodka martini, before falling down a flight of stairs into a bin. It's wonderful to see today that we're joined by so many of his friends from throughout his life. It's very special to see his only friends from primary school, the dinner ladies, who remarkably have managed to outlive him. A stylish, kind and funny man who never managed to get all the elements of a roast dinner ready at the same time. No. Today, I refuse to focus on the loss. Instead, I urge us all to remember Tom at his best. And for me, that's us being asked to leave a piano bar in New York because he wouldn't stop shouting lewd comments at the saxophonist. And don't worry about Tom. He isn't alone. He'll still have all the voices in his head. Tom... I'll miss you dreadfully, you old slag. <laughs> That's beautiful, isn't it? That's wonderful. That's beautiful. 
Oh, that's lovely. So tell us about this, abusing a saxophonist. Well, Susie and I went to New York for Pride uh -huh. just before the pandemic, and we went to this piano bar called Don't Tell Mamas. And um, it's very, you know, it's very nice. And then yeah. people come in and they sing. But it being America, of course, they're very earnest about it. Oh, they're very yeah. good singers, and the bar staff join in and do the harmonies. Well, I just started out shouting out obscene comments, sort of just started shouting out like blowjobs in the middle of it for no reason. Um, just to sort of, I thought it was being quite funny. And I think some of the campy people you can imagine in a bar like that, the older yeah. gays, they quite enjoyed it. Yes. But I don't know if the musicians did having, you know, spent their whole lives preparing those skills. <laughs> That's it. And to have some drunk Englishman yes. shouting out. <laughs> Cocks <laughs> in the middle of it, trying to be funny, trying to entertain people, but actually yes. being quite impish. Oh, dear. But you know, what is pride if you can't shout out Cocks? Cocks. <laughs> I love cock. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of a, you know, Joseph Medley. Yeah. Yeah. Now we move on to. Buried or cremated. So, which is it? I. Well, I'm really torn on this because I had to do my will the other day. Yeah. And um, Aaron, the will man, uh -huh. um, who he's got quite a lot of tattoos, actually. Oh. He, I, did, <laughs> um, I had to say to him, <laughs> which I didn't, you know, don't expect. Did you not? No. No. Okay. Um, quite distracting. But the um, I, I had to tell him what I wanted for my funeral and everything. Yeah. So and I hadn't really thought about that. I just sort of thought who I was bequeathing things to. Um, but um, I said, I think I'll be cremated. So that's what my dad had. Right. It's neater, isn't it? There's not room. There's not room for burial. I know, but I have to say this every time. It's 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 worse for the environment getting cremated. Oh yes, because of the heat. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and the toxins and whatever, and oh. all the sort of goings on. That... Could you do it on a on a slow roast? You I'm all back to the old spit roasting. It always comes back to spit roast. We could well. Why don't we have you spit roasted? Spit roasted. <laughs> that's perfect. And what an elegant ending to the ceremony as well. It's what an image. What an image. What what a way. Yeah, he died as he lived. He lived a slow cooker. What about something like that? Oh, so you'd be popped into a slow cooker? Yes, like a like a um, pulled pork. <laughs> 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 that? Uh, dear, I'm so I'm just so happy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. The wind. Awake. Now you're laid to rest, mm. but we've got to have a bit of a celebration of your life. Oh, God. The wake. Yeah. So what would you like? A Kaylee. Oh. I love a Kaylee. Yeah. Always loved a Kaylee. Uh-huh. Um, wouldn't mind the coffin still being there, actually. Would you explain to our listener what a Kaylee is, just I, in case? Well, um, I got corrected when I went to Scotland. A Kaylee is a, a meeting place, I think. But but a Kaylee is often used to describe a dance. Yeah. That's how I think of a Kaylee. Um, that um, it's often with... Traditional folk music, um, traditional folk music. Yeah, um, and uh, there's often a caller there telling you what steps to take, and you often do a little rehearsal beforehand. Yeah, explaining the steps, and then you do the dance. Nice. And um, I, it is tremendous fun because 
Um, there's lots of stamping and clapping. Everyone gets involved. The only thing I can't bear to Kaylee, though, is if people start messing around during the rehearsal. Because oh, I go, no, God. don't mess around because in a moment we're going to be doing the dance and you'll have fallen over and thinking it's hilarious and we'll be trying not to stamp on your face. Yes. <laughs> not in anger, but as part of the dance. Maybe there's so much stamping that the coffin falls off its stand. A catafalque. I knew there was a name for it. A catafalque. A catafalque. Just remembered it. Yeah, a catafalque. Mm, I, like I like all the ceremonial bits to it. Um but, sorry, you were talking about Kayleigh's and I went off on... Well, no, it's only just that um, uh, because you want there to be so much stomping that you're, you wanted your coffin to fall off. The, After all uh, the pomposity. Catafalc. And a comical way and people go, oh, no! I like all that. That's sort of um, uh, what the butler saw style kind yes. of um, farce. Uh -huh. It's always fun, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Um, with the coffin. There's always, when there's a dead body involved, there's always room for hilarity. I... Um, Oh, no, it's not what the battle saw, it's loot. I oh, saw. Oh, sorry, loot, sorry. Loot is the one with the coffin. That's what yes. the coffin. Yes. Just to correct you. Sorry, I knew I was wrong. Wrong. Um, with your. Yeah. Orton and Reverend, of course, you lived around the corner from where he was. That's right. I was a bit of an Orton obsessive when I was younger. I was a bit, and I, I think it was mostly because he lived around the corner. Yeah. And then him and uh, Kenneth Halliwell, his partner yeah. there, ended up yeah. murdering him yeah. and then killing himself. Mm. They were in prison for a wee while because oh, they defaced library books. Mm. And that was my library. Did you ever see the book? The Essex Road Library. I don't, I don't, no, I never saw the books. I'd love to lie and say, yeah, no, I, I saw the books, but no, not at all. But um, oh. but yeah, that was my that was my library. Oh wow, how exciting! Yeah, but when yeah, but he he died before you. Yeah, yeah. but you know, but you he was sort yeah. of legend. Of he course, was sort of yeah. you know it was all because I went to a sort of very Catholic, predominantly Irish. Oh. And it was all about, you know, the homosexuals around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of it's more with the homosexuals, you know. My nan, who was from County Mayo. Uh -huh. Is that where your family from? No, uh, Cork and Galway. Oh. Um, she was from Ballinar, which no mm. one had heard of until Joe Biden decided he was from there. Okay. But um, she would say, um, oh, never had, never, never had gays in Ireland. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Never, um, yeah, something that wasn't discussed. <laughs> Half the fucking priesthood, mate. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, they probably were. <laughs> yes, I think we did point out there might have been some. Yes. There might have been some. <laughs> Just some um, that couldn't express themselves so. freely, so uh, <laughs> they got themselves uh, another job. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, what about reincarnation? Well, I quite like the idea of being a grandfather clock. Oh. Mm. I bought one because uh, I've always wanted one because I'm trying to be a posh person, which I'm not. Right. Trying to sort of decorate my house in the style of a posh person in my mind. Um, and I feel like they would have a grandfather clock. And um, and so I got one. And I quite like I quite like the idea of being one now. And so, does it ding and dong yeah, throughout the day? Yeah, and it will not, will not keep to time. Oh, really? So, yes, the famous three minutes to one bell we uh -huh. get every day. Or, yeah, every all through the day and night as well. But I like it. Um, once you Actually, once you get used to it, you don't hear it at all. Oh, right. I like it. Yeah. Uh -huh. it's, um, it's a nice presence, a, a, a calm presence. And when I bought it, the, the man who sold it to me said, a ticking sound at, obviously, 60 beats per minute. Um is uh is you know you want that's kind of your heart rate it's about seventy two 
so it's kind of calming your heart rate. It's just slightly slower than your heart rate. Right. And I've noticed as I've got older, I get that sort of racing heart thing, that sort of adrenaline oh, thing sometimes. Yeah. I find that a bit stressful. Yeah. So I'm trying to calm down. So I like that of being a calm grandfather clock, just minding the hours. Yes. Mind. I think you also need to cut down on caffeine. <laughs> yes, I think that's true. And um, maybe get yourself a little pussy. Because Do you think? <laughs> You're not the first. Who are you, my mother? <laughs> the stroking of the pussy oh. is very good for calming your heart. Is that what all those songs are about? Yes. I <laughs> wondered what all those rappers were talking about. <laughs> so, a grandfather clock, do you know where you, you want this to be, though? Well, I sort of think in the hallway would be quite nice. But whose hallway? Well, I imagine... Who were, maybe I wouldn't like to be in my own home, though, because mm. I would re be resentful of them skipping around, living their lives, possibly desecrating my memory, yeah. my hydrangeas, uh -huh. the my jasmine, my <laughs> daily... I'm trying to think of other plants. <laughs> my vegetable patch. Yeah. Yeah. Ornamental gourds. Will they be growing them? They might let them go to rotten ruin. So where would you be then? Where, where, where do you think? You need maybe to somewhere some municipal. Oh. Maybe a town hall, somewhere grand, a mayor's parlour. Oh. Some sort of parlour situation. Yeah. But not a funeral parlour or an ice cream parlour. Okay. But like a formal, somewhere formal like that, that people go, what a lovely old clock. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. And now your soul has left uh, this mortal world, who's oh. going to be greeting you at the pearly gates? Well, I'd quite like it to be someone from British Airways. Oh, hello. Yeah. I think it would be, I just always find they're quite, they're quite organised. Really? I was yep. seeing a lot of fucking people oh. a bit angry about them recently oh, on no, Twitter. Oh, no, why? Oh, well, that's because yeah, you're on Twitter. No, no, I think, you know, they're going down the pan a bit, Tom. Oh, don't say that. They're going down the pan am a bit. <laughs> 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 but um, anyway, no, in your world, British Airways are great, yeah? Well, it's a good British Airways uh, team. Yeah. Uh, which I've, I have to say I've always experienced. Um, and... Um, they're, they're sort of welcoming people aboard. Hello, welcome aboard. Welcome uh -huh. aboard. Hello, sir. Nice to see you. Good morning. Good morning. Some sort of chignon barn, maybe a sheer tight, a block heel, um, a neckerchief, a pillbox hat at a jaunty angle. Nice. That sort of thing will be very pleasing to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And say, oh, Mr. Allen, I didn't know you were aboard today. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, very that, good afternoon. That makes it all sound rather lovely, actually. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And nice, um, a nice scented candle. Which would be, I mean, a cruel twist, considering yes, that's how I've gone. Yes, But maybe they'd say, maybe, maybe that would be part of my uh, completion. Uh-huh. That they would, uh, there would be a catharsis with that. That they would have lit the candle that actually did me in. Uh-huh. And that would be part of it. Nice. Mm. Are you going to be, uh, are you going to be haunting anyone, do you think? Um, yes, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. But it's very difficult to be a camp ghost, isn't it? Is it? Well, I was in a theatre at the weekend in Portsmouth, the King's Theatre, which is haunted by a cleaner. And I thought, that's quite camp, actually, mm. isn't it? And she always wanted to be on the stage. Oh, um, bless her. Yeah, that's what I heard. She um, fell, off the, fell off the banisters or something. Fell off, oh. the, fell off the, the upper circle. The right. Yeah. Maybe in a theatrical space would be quite nice as well. Mm. Just the occasional, maybe some cleaning, actually. The sound of a Henry Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> wheeling across the boards. Maybe the, or maybe doing the, the brass plates on the doors. Mm. We never clean these doors. Because to be honest, I do get annoyed about brass work being underpolished. I bet you do. 
I just think doors as well, Kathy. I know this isn't the point of this podcast. Sometimes you see these doors in public places have got so many stickers on them. Yeah. Like fire safety, what to do, where the toilet is. There's a cafe over there. Have you come to the bingo night on Tuesday? Uh, Fuck off. Make it look nice. Uh, it doesn't look very elegant. A fire door keeps shut. Well, it's a door. It probably will be shut. Yes. Calm down. Stop telling me what to do with your little signs everywhere. Polish the brass work. Make it all look good. Uh-huh. I just think ship shape and Bristol fashion. I think you're right. And, and what the fuck are notice balls for? Yes. Why have a notice board if you're going to stick it all over the door? Yeah. So many things are like that. Uh-huh. Safety notices that somebody's got. Oh, I know that people need to have all these stickers thrust <laughs> in their face all the time to make them safe. That's what I do. And at night, I peel them all off. So yeah. you imagine some very officious bureaucrat will come and go, well, who's taking down my, my safety stickers? <laughs> It'll be me. Pull, push. We'll work it out. You don't need to tell us. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. I mean, it's, it's so interesting. Interest, I've got the hiccups. Um, but you never think of these uh, li- little irritating things until they're pointed out. Mm. But yeah, that is quite irritating. Stickers everywhere. It would make me. It would make me turn in my grave. Oh, there you like go. a spit roast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the dream come true. The dream come true. And now we and we've got the wheel. So what you got? And who's getting it? Well, I've got a grandfather clock. Of course, that's obviously got to be left to the mayor. Yeah. You know, of course, my fish knives. Oh, yes, the famous fish knives that we use for the luncheon. For the luncheon, of course. Yes. Which I bought with my own birthday money I mean, as a teenager, as any good teenager would. They didn't <laughs> want to sell me knives because you shouldn't sell knives to teenagers, apparently, mm. even if they're destined only for fish. <laughs> <laughs> Some very effete gang they thought I might be joining. Yeah. Fish knives, things like that. I think that would all have to be bestowed mm. to um, people who would need it. Oh, that's very generous. Yes, the needy. Uh-huh. Oh, wasn't he kind? I want people to say. Yes. Wasn't he kind? Is there anything, Tom, that you wouldn't want anyone to find that you think, I better, I better get rid of that now? Before? I just, I think probably like maudlin diary entries when I was, a, I kept a, a diary when I was a teenager and I just think, you know, I was always quite sort of maudlin, also kind of did see myself as slightly Victorian and slightly Noel Cowardy. Yeah. And so I think my desperate attempts to seem like both of those things uh, would be so cringeably embarrassing, whilst also trying to lament, you know, somebody at school not fancying me back, you know, and the anguish that caused uh-huh. would be so unbearable, mm. would be awful, would again make me turn in my grave. Right. Yeah, so I think something like all the diaries probably would have to be. But then, I mean, I would have obviously a publishable version of that. Yes. To sustain the the uh, the um, literary estate. Well, I think some of your teenage years uh, and things that you got up to, I think, uh, for instance, I loved the fact that the school did a cabaret once. Oh, and yes. And you decided, I think you were about 11 or 12. About that, yeah. And you decided to do a monologue from yes. the Alan Bennett Talking Heads. Yes, of course. And would you like to tell our listener which monologue you decided to do? Um, it was the one that Julie Waters did, Her Big Chance, um, where the character thinks she's got her first acting job, but it turns out she's on a porn film. <laughs> it's being filmed on a boat on uh, 
on on the Solent <laughs> River. <laughs> and you did this in full costume. Full and costume wig. and wig, yeah. yeah. And no one could really understand why I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Or um or why why I just loved I just was obsessed with <laughs> that kind of style of writing and that kind of the way that you know, Alan Bennett obviously writes in that sort of conversational Well, exactly. I mean he he was brilliant, brilliant writer. Yeah. You know, when I was when I was putting that in the book, the the editor was like, "Oh, and so was this your sort of triumphalist, you know, getting back at the bullies to show I don't care?" And I went, "Oh no, no. <laughs> they didn't. No, I did it." And then they were like, and at the end, did everyone clap and cheer? I'm like, no, they were just really embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> what did they witness? This was so was so yeah, awkward. They so just wanted to see awkward. someone do like you know, sending the clowns on the clarinet or something. Yeah. But instead, they got this kind of bizarre fever dream of a closetedly homosexual teenager dressed up in a sequin dress and a wig <laughs> and some red boots. Yeah. Oh, babe. I was so confused about things. And then, yeah, that was it, really. And it was like, and did people leave you alone from then on in? I was like, no, no, no it just carried on as, <laughs> as they had before. <laughs> Didn't change a thing. Didn't change, a th nothing changed. But oh. I just, I had this sense deep, deep within me that this was my calling. I had to do this monologue and yeah. nothing was going to put me off. Right, so now we move on to... Famous Last Words. Oh, someone's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'll have that, actually. What? Someone's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> that's very... That's a very good last words. Yeah, it's someone's, quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, someone's at the door. Anyway, I think uh, that's where we're going to leave it. Oh, thank God for that. And, that uh, would be a good last word as well. Yeah. Thank, God, thank God for that. Thank God for that. Listen, Tom Allen, it's been a delight okay. to have you on our little podcast. Uh, but it's not over yet, mate, because Tom's sticking around over on our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under. Or oh, the cash cow. Yes, where we rifle through your real-life death anecdotes. So head to where there's a will, there's a wake.com to subscribe. Mm, and thank get that you kitchen done. so much for joining us today, Tom. Now get out. Bye. Oh, he's going. Turn he's on. going. He's going. He's gone. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. My senior producers are Katie Bowden and Charlie Morrell. And my producer is Naya Dio, or as I like to call them, my goddesses. Sound engineer is Ed Gill. The production coordinator is Lily Hambly. Marketing by Emily Webb and Kieran Lancini. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. And the executive producer is Ollie Wilson. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.